This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks so much for coming. And today's guest was the star of season two of The Australian Bachelorette and the current host of Everyone Has an Ex, a podcast that reminds us that even when we think we're garbage, there's always some much worse guy out there shimmying under that very, very low bar with ease. She also has her own loungy clothing line that promises sleepwear that you're not embarrassed to greet the postian. Now, I personally have I've never once in my life greeted my postie. How will we ever bridge these vast cultural divides? Let's find let's find out. Please welcome Georgia Love. Georgia, welcome to Is This Good? Oh, thank you so much. What an intro. I love that. I've just gone straight in with how Aussie I am by having the word postie in the intro. <laughs> yeah, so that's not like a cute short form Australian name for post Malone, right? That is that is the postman. Yeah, no, never greet Post Malone in your sleepwear. I will, I will tell you that from someone who knows. No, it is a postman. So we get our, our um, alcohol from the bottle we fill up our cars from the servo, and we get our mail from the postie. Uh, okay, well, and, and is it traditional to be, are you guys so friendly there that you don't wait for the mail to be dropped off? You just stand outside with a mug of coffee in your hand? Well, I feel like that's kind of the, that's giving Wisteria Lane. Um, the people yeah, who exactly. don't live there, it's more, no, they think the posties here are just friendly. More often than not, they ring the doorbell and, and wait for you to come and collect your, not like letters, but let's be honest, who sends letters? And if it was bills, I would pretend I didn't live here anyway. So <laughs> when they've got like a parcel, you know, you're waiting for your, your Amazon order or something and they ring the doorbell, you don't have to feel like, this is the idea of, of the sleepwear loungewear brand, right? You don't feel like you've got to go put on a robe or cover up. You've got cute little pajamas and you're not embarrassed to greet the postie in them. Okay, JD, keep note here. The, the culture wars have already started. This is her first subtle <laughs> Australia is better than America. I mean, frankly, Georgia, we're actually both Canadians, so we're we're part of the Commonwealth. We're we're all friends here. But let's so just we're, pretend yeah. we're Americans. We've lived here for a while to spice okay. it up. Um, I I think I don't know about the, the postman himself or herself, but I would say the people that you see more are the UPS FedEx drivers dropping off uh, an endless parade of Amazon packages. And I would say they're generally not, not very friendly, but then again, they have to deal with Americans. So, you know, what, what, you can't really blame them. <laughs> Maybe um, that's it. I'm going to go straight back in with the culture wars because it's a thing here in, I mean, it depends where you live. I suppose if you live in like a high rise apartment, right in the middle of the city or if you live in the suburb um the suburbs it's a real thing that we will give christmas gifts to our posties and here's another one for you the garbo the garbo, oh, the garbo of course yeah, hell yeah. The garbo, so shouldn't he, yeah. be, shouldn't he like, be the the dusto the dust binno <laughs> no because that's american we don't call oh although to be fair we don't call it garbage either we call it rubbish so oh, it should the, be the rubbo the rubbo's the rubbo. got different connotations <laughs> let's not go with that <laughs> The robot, that's someone else. You know, so talking about this intro, I, I ran into a problem right away because I had written down, and today's guest is the winner of season two of The Australian Bachelor. But you're not, you're not the winner because, like, the guy that you choose, I suppose, is the winner. So what what are you? In a sense, you're the prize of that show? Correct. And that's what I continue to remind my husband of daily. <laughs> I was the prize. <laughs> When I'm PC 
cutting him off. No, no, no. You won me, man. You be happy. <laughs> Other people were fighting. You got me. That, yeah, that, that is that's true. We're going to get to the whole uh, reality show Bachelorette experience in a bit. But just because you mentioned it, you got married to the man that you chose out of how many suitors did you have? Um, there were 18 because apparently the show's a bit sexist and the guys get like 26 girls, but the girls get 18 guys. But that's fine. I'm not complaining. 18 was plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, I don't think you needed eight more to make that more complicated for you. So, so you pick him from 18 people, uh, 18 men. Uh, is it, and I'm showing my ignorance here, but is it a rare feat for the bachelor couple to actually get married and actually still be together? You know, it's funny in Australia. So we don't do, I think the American version of the show, you get engaged at the finale. We don't do that here. It's just kind of like agreeing to kind of see if you like each other later on. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Bachelor <laughs> franchise here has got a lot of successful couples. There's, I think, about seven, which probably doesn't sound like that much, but we've only had maybe 10 or 11 seasons. I think seven of them are married and or have children and are still together. But The Bachelorette, there's been seven or eight. And me and Lee, my husband, are the only ones that are still together at all from that. So I don't know what that's saying about the others or what that's saying about us. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) sure um, what to read into that. But, yeah, we're the only successful Bachelorette couple. Weirdly. Okay, so so that means you got to have some sort of capital with that, you know what I mean? And in, in a long running series, they're probably going to want to invite you yeah. back every season to be like, "See, it works. We swear. Don't ask us about the other well, times, but this one, we, Greg, we nailed it." Exactly. Um, like just just remember them. Don't roll out the ones that that were a terrible failure. Remember these guys from seven years ago. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves them. Uh, <laughs> to, to talk about everyone has an ex. The podcast. Uh, every. Okay, I've listened to a couple episodes, and they all seem to start mm-hmm. like this. He, it's so basically, you're interviewing someone who has had uh, a a person they've broken up with. Is it is it always a woman talking about a guy that she broke up with? No, there we've got over the four seasons. There are a few males. Um, okay, but they don't. The listeners don't like them as much, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's not, just not kind of a man. It's a man hating group. So if there's like a man saying a woman scorned me, everyone's like, "Piss off! What did you do?" Yeah. But it was your fault. <laughs> well, but it, but I mean, a woman scorned. Like sometimes that can be, I don't know, a gray area, or, or you're upset about something that you know is, is subtle or subjective. But like these ones, they're all like, he the woman's talk. You're talking to the woman. She's like, he was a great guy. He got along with all my friends. Everyone seemed to love him. And then I found out that, and then fill in the blank with the most heinous thing you can think of. It's not just like, and then I found out that he he doesn't use mouthwash or something. It's like, it's bad. So what, yeah. have you figured out any sort of commonalities or ways to figure out if the guy is great, if he gets along with all your friends, if he seems to have a lot of friends, how, how do you figure this out? And Have you noticed any commonalities? This is what is probably really depressing about doing this show is that you hear these wonderful love stories and everything seems amazing and then something goes wrong. So really what I think I've learned from interviewing these people is maybe everyone's a bit shit or has the <laughs> tendency to be a bit shit and that you can never be sure that your partner will not do it to you. So, <laughs> as I said, my surname is Love by name, by nature. I'm so positive in this space. Uh, my, my husband actually always knows if I've done an interview for Everyone Has an Ex when he comes home from work every day because I'll either be really like all over him, loving him, being like, oh, I missed you, you're the best, I've cooked dinner for you, everything's great, or I'll be, I'll glare at him as he walks through the door and be like, oh, yeah, what have you done today, huh? Another misogynistic piece of shit man walking down the street. And he's always like, you you interviewed someone for everyone has an extra day, haven't you? It either makes me think all men are awful or, God, I'm lucky because this guy's pretty good. <laughs> you, you know, in like Lethal Weapon or all those like old cop movies where when they do something bad in the first act and then the, the sergeant pulls them in, he's like, I need your gun and your badge. After you record this podcast, like your husband come home, it's like, I'm going to need your phone. I'm going to need uh, to be smelling all your clothes. I'm going to need the GPS yeah. data from your car. 100%. 100%. He knows, like, if, if he was dumb enough to, to do the dirty on me, 
First of all, I know all the tricks on how to find out. And second of all, I've got a podcast yeah. platform to take him down. He wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is true. That, that you don't. Next season, on every whole army to go up against. Yeah, the whole season is just me talking shit on my ex-husband. Tune in. I mean, it would get ratings. Let's be honest. So uh, I would yeah. listen to be fair. Yeah. Hey. Oh, loyal subscriber. Uh, some quick <laughs> housekeeping before we get started here. If you'd like to support, I mean, not before we get started, Georgia, just to be clear, that's all in the podcast. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, I, I didn't want to upset you there. <laughs> I'll just hit record now, guys. Okay, just hit record, JD. And uh, hopefully what we get here is good. So if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash is this good. You'll get ad free episodes access to our thriving community on discord you'll get an exclusive episode every month and you will allow me to look at jd and say with a straight face you are not wasting your time people are enjoying this uh georgia you know the feeling right you have a podcast sometimes you don't know exactly who's listening i know it's funny as well and you kind of you, you're always gearing up for that episode that you drop weekly and making sure it's on time and sit there and wait. And then three months later, someone will go, oh, I listened to that episode you did the other day. I'm like, no, oh, that was last year. <laughs> you don't <laughs> exactly. know. You don't know. Patreon is hey. the best for that. So listeners, sign up. And now thanks to dynamic ad insertion, there's never an ad campaign that's out of date, right? I mean, <laughs> the future is truly amazing. Uh, send topics for future shows to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So, Georgia, the premise of the show is pretty simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and all you have to do is tell me if it's good. Of course, we'll, we're here to help and support uh, along the way. <laughs> someone I once introed sure. the show to someone that hadn't heard it before, and they were like, I was like, okay, I'll give you a topic, and you tell me if it's good. And they were like, uh, but are you going to talk too, or just me <laughs> saying things? And I'm like, no, 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 this, this is a conversation. So right up your alley here. We talked about it a bit. First question, being a reality TV contestant, is this good? What, would you recommend well, the, the use of the word contestant is interesting. Like we were okay. saying, was I the winner? Was I the prize? I, um, let's talk about the Bachelor franchise. I would tell any of my female friends to go on the Bachelorette in a heartbeat, but I would not let any of them go on the Bachelor. Oh, okay. Now so, I mean, I, I can guess as to why, but can you, can you lay out that reasoning there? It was power, babe power <laughs> honestly <laughs> i like do you want to the world especially with online dating and and everything like that you're competing with everyone who's out there anyway if you've got the choice to be the one that they're fighting for that's pretty good that's a pretty good feeling and, and, you know, and then you don't have so that my, turning against each other kind of thing that you sometimes see in reality shows where Someone makes a speech. I thought women were supposed to be building each other up, but all we're doing is tearing each other down. Oh, my God. It's like you've watched the show, Matt. It's weird. <laughs> hey, if I, have whatever, if I had whatever streaming service the Australian Bachelorette was on, I would have, I would have at least watched the, the first episode of your season just to be a good interviewer here. I'll give you a little um, insight into what the first episode looked like. So the moment, you know, every, every episode starts the same all the boys or girls, whichever um, iteration of it you're on, they all come out of the limos one by one. You do the meeting, you meet everyone individually. They go into the mansion. Then the host comes out to the boys and does the big spiel about how amazing this person is and how lucky you're to be here. And it's all about love, blah, blah, blah. Introducing your bachelorette, Georgia. So the one moment of the entire show that literally everyone's eyes are on you. It's the first time they're all seeing you together. Everyone is watching you. I fell down the stairs. <laughs> hold, hold on. Was, yeah. And that was on on tape? Like that, yeah. They aired that? Yes, they aired wow. that. Hold on, yeah, hold on. We need, more, we need more detail here. A, a, <laughs> a delicate tumble? like um, Almost like you could, you could play it off as like, oh, I was just skipping down the stairs? Or oh, no. full body oh, no, roll? no, 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 no. Um, somewhere in between, um, it was a tumble. It's like my feet just forgot they had to feet, um, and uh -huh. just, just left, just left to the ground, slipped down a few stairs, ended up kind of on my knees, which, you know, usually that happens by the end of the show. Ew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slipped down and was holding a glass of champagne. Obviously it's the bachelor mansion. Um, and there was just this awkward, awkward silence. And I got up and I went, 
I didn't spill a drop. And then everyone cheered and it was great, and it, but it was mortifying. And then they stitched me up something chronic. Later in the episode, I was like, you know, off to the side talking to the, one of the guys. And the camera, and they, the, this has gone to air, the camera's done like a, a harsh zoom in on my knee that was bloody. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. But there we go. Relatable Australian Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. Oh, culture war. <laughs> that was the first time the Bachelor contestants were seeing you. So you mm. didn't have to go through the cringe of greeting them as they got out of the limo that they do in the American version. No, I did have to do that. This was oh, just did? the oh. first time they were all together. And then I was uh, like, so that I'd done the one by one intros. And then it right. was the point that every single person was looking at me at the one time that's when I decided to fall over (laughs) (laughs) so you do you remember meeting Lee for the first time when he came out of the car like and was he a contender right away like as soon as you saw him kind of thing yeah so he was actually the only one that didn't come out of a limo because he walked up the driveway um with a donkey on a leash (laughs) (laughs) wow okay yeah, so it was this whole – he did this whole big thing and I'm going, oh, here we go. This is going to be like the joke clown guy that they bring for a bit of a laugh. Um, but I was like, he's really, he's really this hot. This is going to be so that I'm piece of shit I destroy by the end of the first episode. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, and so he had this donkey and brought it up and didn't acknowledge the donkey at all and just launched into this big speech about how, um, you know, when he was – thinking about how he wanted to meet me for the first time. He wanted to make a good first impression and, um, you know, there's questions he had to ask and what would be the most important question. This thing went on for a few minutes and then he said, and I decided the most important question I needed to ask you straight up is, does my ass look big in this? Wow. Uh, and, and you dumped him right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, embarrassingly, this is the best part. I feel like he told the producers that's what he wanted to do, and they would have gone, amazing, she's going to hate this guy, great. <laughs> I love nothing more in the world than a bad dad joke and a pun. Yeah. So immediately I was like, this is great. So I went back to him with a dad joke, and we just had like a, a dad joke off nice. on the red carpet, and now we're married. <laughs> So right. the, where did the donkey come from? Or just like the producers <laughs> procured a donkey for him? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> they said to him, what if I wanted to bring a donkey? They thought this guy is going to make an absolute dick of himself. We'll allow it. But <laughs> uh, well, you know what's, what's weird is that the final episode, there's two dudes standing there in front of you, right? And you, instead of eliminating one, you're basically picking the one that you want to be with. Or I don't know if you eliminate yeah. the other guy first. What, whatever the case is. There's a winner and there's a runner-up. That's what I'm getting at here. Now, in most shows, the winner is the person that, I guess, did the best, and the runner-up is the person that almost did as good as that person. So, but in this context, where you actually married the person, does that mean that, like, the other, you were, like, close enough to marrying that other guy? Well, the other guy, I mean, he he and, like, so his name is Maddie. He went on to be the next Bachelor, um, and he's okay. married to the girl that he picked as well. So oh, nice. just preface Happy that by saying he might have been brokenhearted at the time. He's fine, guys. He's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he um, he and I probably, we should have been mates. Like, if, if I'd met him in any other situation, he would be my best friend in the whole world. Uh, and I, I probably let that get in the way. Like, I just really liked having him around. So I kept him around and then it got to the point where I was like, oh, wait, I need to kick you out at some point. <laughs> I don't want to marry you. Wow. Um, so were you the first he's... person to friend zone someone on The Bachelorette? Because that's that's pretty cool that you had a guy on the show that you could talk to about all your other dates. With. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, not going to say gay best friend because he is married to a woman, but we were bordering on that. <laughs> bordering on that. Okay. But so so to get back to this as, as a general question, you know, being a reality TV contestant, is this good? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, though. So we poll people before the show. I mean, it has nothing to do with you, just to be clear. They don't know that you are going to be on okay, the show. But I asked, so <laughs> I asked people, uh, you know, being a reality contestant, is this good? 77% of people said not good. So it's pretty emphatically mm. not good. And putting myself in the minds of those voters, the thing that I would be most concerned about is the edit, right? So this yeah. idea that no matter what I'm like or who I am, 
I record it and then it's in their hands and their goal is to make it as salacious as make me look sometimes as dumb as possible, as mean as possible, as uncouth as possible. And that would worry me that I would have no control, that the way I introduce myself to millions of people is as someone that perhaps I don't think I am. So like, was that a concern of yours and how did you deal with that? Again, I think that's why being the main person, like being the bachelorette is better than being someone on The Bachelor or, you know, whatever the show may be. I think that you're a bit more protected. Like they want you to come across well because you're the one that people are watching to follow their story. Mm. Um, So I, I think I felt pretty comfortable in that. Also, when I did it, as you said, I was only the second bachelorette and there'd been two bachelors in Australia too. And all of those couples were still together. They'd all come across really well. People really liked them. So I probably put a bit of naive trust and faith into them, whereas it has changed over the years. Like we were talking eight years ago that that I did the show. Um, so I'm one of those people that I'm like, back in my day, it was real. <laughs> Reality <laughs> TV was real. Um, but I, I, like, I get that. But I will also say... When people say it was a bad edit, it was a bad edit, you still said the things for them to mm-hmm. edit it in, right? They can choose yeah, what they but, but edit if they in remove and what the they context, Yeah, I know, I agree with you. But Correct. if they remove the context, then it, it could be. What about, like, is, is again, an ignorant question, is The Bachelorette randier there? Because I know you guys are, like, freaks with your reality stuff over there. Um, you have things that we can't even show on television here. Even some streaming services say, uh, you know, the government's going to be right on our fucking ass if we air this show. Um, so, yeah, is it is it randier? Is it boozier? Do they try to, like, you know, mess with you in that sense? Well, interestingly, no, because you're right. Aussies are kind of known for being a bit more loose with that kind of stuff. But um, The Bachelor's quite different. We So we don't even have the overnight fantasy suite thing that you guys have. Right in your um in the american one we don't have that it's all very like you know prim and Christian proper over there have prim and proper you don't have any time together off camera at all until the end that's probably why they don't make you propose at the end as well they're <laughs> like right. they haven't even let you spend a night with this guy like you can <laughs> test before you buy if you, if you wish um but it is but it's pretty boozy like we're australians are, are booze hounds um mm. at the best of times yeah. so it, it's it's pretty boozy Especially yeah. The Bachelor. They let the girls get a bit, you know, oh, you, yeah. the, the kind of glassy eyes and the, um, <laughs> the, that's when everything comes out. Like, that's when the fun is. A, l- a little uh, Verve Clicquot is the producer's best friend. That's right. Oh, they're definitely yeah, not the, 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 the Clicquot. It's like the, it's like the cheap, <laughs> crappy, like yellow, sparkling wine. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Yellowtail, one of your finest exports. That's it. Mm. That's it. <laughs> the American Bachelor is pretty boozy, I think. Like, they, they ply them with a lot of booze. It's um, half the fun, right? Yeah. And, like, so what What would you say that you're standing there, you're looking at 18 dudes, they, you've just fallen over. Um, <laughs> is there a little piece of you that's going like, huh, what if, I, what if I've somehow disappointed them? That's what I'd be thinking if I was the guy. I walk out, they fucking hype me up like I'm Michael Jordan coming, you know, about to come out in the court. And then I come out and they're like, oh, now we have to pretend to be into this guy. But here's the thing. Somehow, through the magic of reality TV, they would all be really wanting me just because, I don't know, the other people do or that's kind of the point of the thing. Is is that how you read it? But, I mean, of course, no one would be disappointed if you showed up, but I'm just saying. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Good save, man. Um, No, of course, you know that. I think early on that doesn't bother you so much because obviously 18 people aren't all going to like you. You're not going to be all of their type. But as it goes on, that's something that really plays with your head or it did for me anyway because you're in this situation. You're not allowed to – you don't have your phone. You're not allowed to be on the internet. You can't watch the news, anything. This whole, You're in this bubble world of them all competing for you, which is a weird sentence in itself. Yeah. And I think men, men in particular are super competitive. <clears throat> so as I kind of started getting down to the – end and I'm deciding who I want to be with out of these people I'm going what if we get out into the real world and they realize it was just this weird bubble society that made them think they liked me because I was a a prize that they had to compete for Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, eight years into our relationship and three years into marriage I don't 
think it was only that for Lee, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I think he you liked got, me. You go on your first day to a restaurant, you look around, you're like, what are all these other bitches doing here? Okay, this is just... Correct. I don't I I need him seeing that. I've got a real thing about that. that. 100%. i got a real thing about that. Also, of course, when you're then back out in the world and you've got your phone and you've got social media, you do the old stalk. So I went and stalked and all his ex-girlfriends were so hot and I'm going, oh my God, he definitely, like, I'm definitely not his type. I'm this, like, dorky, obsessed with musical theatre, like, lived in this tiny state called Tasmania before I went on the show. And I'm like, oh my God, I was just the prize. So I got really weird about that. Mm, anyway, yeah. as I said, he's still here. He put a ring on it and we're doing fine. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of musicals, I know, you know we're, we're, we like talking about musicals on this show for some reason sometimes. Uh, I just saw that you were <laughs> at a performance of Miss Saigon. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, my God. It was so good. So I, for, for people who have not seen Miss Saigon... Um, that, the that's no one in this chat there. tell you that right now. Good, good. Damn good. Right. <laughs> um, so that was one of the... The reason I think I love musical theatre so much is my parents were massive musical theatre fans, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so the music you listened to was the CDs that your parents had on in the car or the cassette tapes that they had on in the house and in the car. So Miss Saigon was one of the soundtracks to my childhood. So I've known every song for my whole life, but until the first time I saw it, I didn't really know the story except that it was about, obviously, Vietnam War. Mm. Um, So I didn't know the ending. And in my head, the soundtrack finishes with American Dream, this uplifting, fun song about popping champagne and, like, living the American Dream. Then she dies? Sorry? What? Spoiler, spoiler. Um, yeah, no, that's... So I bawled and bawled and bawled my eyes out. Like, I was I was not okay. It's, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not okay. They're, they yeah. they well, should put uh, that they should put that on the warning label on the cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, helicopter and death. Yeah, exactly. It's like some parents don't read the end to, of uh, Charlotte's Web, you know, to their kids. Uh, they don't realize until they become adults that uh, Charlotte dies in the end. Spoiler, spoiler. Oh my god, spoiler. a lot of spoilers here. <laughs> I might, I might, Everyone I might get dies. frisky and tell you what happens at the end of the Sixth Sense. I don't know. I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I no too just, soon, too soon. The uh, the same position, Georgia, of like listening to the the soundtrack to Miss Saigon in, in the parents' car, being very young and just being like. Okay, this is, people are excited. The heat is on inside. You know, I'm like, these people are fucking excited. Then I realized it's like about war and and prostitution and people that have kids out of wedlock and then abandon them in this war-torn country. And America is the enemy. And and I'm like, wow. Okay, maybe shouldn't have been singing along to this song played on a solo saxophone you know maybe it's not well uh, my another another one of the soundtracks we had in mum and dad's car was the rocky horror picture show so uh-huh. i would dance around the house when i was five years old singing to touch me i want to get dirty so you know and hey let's bring it right back to the bachelor bachelorette uh, all right so as i already told you 77 percent of people said being a reality contestant is not good but i guess they're just they're just scared. They're just like me. They're just normal men that and are I scared. And I guarantee every one of those people who voted has not been on reality TV because people hate reality TV people. That's well, okay, true. but isn't that a worry then that that you're going to like yeah. octuple your haters? Yeah, but then there's also <laughs> some like shine and sparkle about it. You're like, oh, I would never do that. And then a producer calls you and you're like, would you do it? And you're like, oh my God, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there, I don't know what it is. There's some sparkle. Some sparkle too. Well, we're going to get to that question mm-hmm. in a second. Other reality shows that you might be willing to go on here. Let's move to the next question. Uh, Ashley B. wrote in to ask, hiding snacks from your partner, is this good? So this question came in the form of three very short emails, and I'm going to read them to you now. Again, these are from Ashley B. My girlfriend is trying to be healthier and wants to have less chocolate and crisps in the house to avoid temptation. You see how he said crisps? So this is this is one of your people, Georgia. So if you don't like him, that he's, he's over there. Uh, I'm pretty active, and I don't have the same issues with snacking, so I've got a secret chocolate stash for me. Sometimes when she says 
She feels like chocolate. I don't mention my stash, and I offer to get her fruit instead. Is this good? So I didn't respond. Sends a second email. It turns out she knew about my stash. So now I leave the original stash with one chocolate bar in it, and I've created a secondary secret stash. It feels over the top, and yet completely fine at the same time. Still didn't respond. All right, third email here. Quick update. She found the secondary secret stash when I was away for three days for work. It was in the drawer below the original stash, so not hard detective work, really. I now need to determine if a third hiding spot is necessary. Maybe up high, given I'm much taller than her. All perfectly normal behavior for a man in his 40s. Um, So, I mean, I guess I do have some... (laughs) I do have a few questions about Ashley's situation here. Um, Primarily, if you're going to hide something, actually hide it, I guess I, I would say. I don't know why you're just leaving it in a kitchen drawer. That is probably the first place that everyone looks. Uh, but I've asked my, frankly, I've asked my girlfriend to do this for me. I've said, I don't want to know where that is. I don't want to see it because she is um, a normal person that can snack, you know, without Safely. making herself feel sick. You know, I can't do that. I, I wasn't born with that gene. So what do you think? What do you think here when it's, it's a, when it's a man asking to do it? I, I feel like it's less of a gray area. I don't know. What do you think of Ashley's situation here where his girlfriend's trying to be healthier and he's not telling her he's got chocolate in the drawer? First of all, I love Ashley. Don't let anyone tell you you can't have snacks just because they don't want to. That's amazing. Um, But yeah, hide them better. I also love the idea that he was away for three days and she's literally raided the drawers. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's a kitchen drawer. I mean, she's she's not Poirot here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I love he... uh, I'm torn on this one. I love that he is adhering to her requests. Uh-huh. Babe, I will help you if that's what you want. I will help you with that. But I also kind of hate that he's not like, babe, have the chocolate. You like the chocolate. Yeah. I'm torn here. I'm torn here. My, my well, feminist have, let me side. Ask you this. Have you ever hid, hid snacks from anyone? I've, I've hidden my consumption of the snacks. Oh, okay. The other like I've I've hidden I've hidden um, empty wrappers, like taken them outside to the bin that he won't look in because it's like outside on the street rather than putting in the in the kitchen bin. Mm. <laughs> I've definitely now, just I've, I do that quite regularly, in fact. Uh, yeah, as a warning, in case you're as dumb as I am, I, I told the story on the show once that I had a bunch of Starburst, which is just like a chewy candy if you don't have those there, and uh, they're all individually wrapped, so very hard to dispose of. Um, you know a la Shawshank, you know, you got to put a little bit in, in your pants every day. So I, I just started flushing them down the toilet. And then one day I came home from school and my the plumber was there with my mother. And I was like, have you been flushing Starburst wrappers down the toilet? Of course, I said, no, deny, deny, deny. And then uh, she says, so then what's this? And it just has a giant pile of Starburst wrappers. So that's just that's just a PSA here. Just you don't want to do my that. favorite. My favorite part of that story is that right up until you said I came home from school, I thought you meant you were hiding this from your girlfriend like recently, and I, I loved yeah. it even more. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not that that much of a psycho. I, look, I, I'm way too boring to be on Everyone Has an Ex. I am someone's ex, but they, they don't have any hey, interesting stories about me. Everyone says that at the time. That's right. No, 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 right. George. We'll, I listened we'll to the show. Way. These people, we'll these people are doing some. Some some stuff that could put them in legal jeopardy in certain cases. Well, so well, let me uh, talk to your girlfriend. We'll chat after okay. this. Right, the snacks. The snacks. Don't issue. come out. This is no, hard. we're not doing anything in here. Don't come out. <laughs> is that chains I can hear rattling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so surprising you can hear those from all the way in the basement. But yeah. Um, well, JD, what are, what about in your house? Are, is Rachel hiding snacks from you? Are you hiding is she, or the the opposite? Wow, interesting. I never even considered that she would hide snacks from me. She should, for sure. Um, no, no, I would never hide snacks from, from Rachel, ever. No. God. I, I think I've got a hack. Go okay, on. let's hear it. You need to find snacks that your partner doesn't like. So right. I that love doesn't stop mint me. chocolate. Doesn't stop me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'll eat anything. I love mint chocolate and Lee doesn't. So I just I just buy lots of mint chocolate because then I, yeah. I know he won't eat it and I will. But you're right, it doesn't really work the other way around because there's nothing I don't like. Mm. But sorry, but why do you so Lee doesn't like it, so that just means more for you. That's why you buy Correct. it. Like Yeah, okay. yeah. I've moved on <laughs> so now from the hiding and I'm just in plain sight, I'm just eating a lot of snacks in front of him and laughing at him maniacally while I do so. And he's like, gross, mint. 
Well, mm. and it doesn't have to be uh, like partner specific, right? Like, I mean, Halloween just happened. What what do you what's what do you guys got going with Halloween down there? You doing it? Not doing it? Yeah, we're doing it a bit, but what I've only learned this year, in fact, is there's a bit of an unwritten rule that if you decorate your house, the kids know that they're, they can come there and you've got candy yeah. for them. Oh, that felt weird saying candy. We call it lollies. I don't know why I said candy. I'm so American right now. Uh, <laughs> I think candy's better. Lollies is a lollipop. No, I know, but it's funny. We don't call it candy and it just like slipped out of my mouth like so, so casually. I'm like so American. Uh, so we like we didn't decorate our house, but I had a massive bowl of lollies mm. candy at the door. And uh, we live on a main-ish road that we saw kids with, you know, up and down the street in costumes and not one person came to the door, which is also terrible because then we've just got bowls and bowls of candy left over for and we have to eat it now, I suppose. Uh, this is what I've learned. It's if, if there's decorations on the house, that's like an invitation mm. because it's not done here enough that you would assume that every house has a bowl of candy at the door for you. Right. Yeah, yeah, but that's, good I news, guess what it's was... all mint chocolate. So yeah. win, plenty win. of mint chocolate in this house. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's new enough that it's not intuitive that if you, if you don't decorate the house, people aren't going to show. So what is it ga- gaining steam? Is it in in ten years? Is it going to be yeah. as if it was always had been celebrated? Big time. We love it. Dress up here. Do you guys have Book Week? Uh, sorry, we we don't know what books oh, are. But yeah, continue. Yeah, sorry, anyway, sorry, yeah, Book yeah, Week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. You guys are all TV and, <laughs> and film. I forgot. So there's this old school thing with paper um, pages that you flick. Um, no, there's a thing here <laughs> at schools called Book Week that has picked up massive steam just in the last kind of maybe five years. Um, that there is a week that every school in the country does each day that you, the kids dress up as a character from a book. Um, and it's become this massive thing that obviously it's just the parents competing for the best costume to mm-hmm. post on Instagram. Mm. Um, but that's gained massive steam. So I think that Halloween is almost the natural progression of that. It's like, right, we won book week costumes this year. When can we dress our kids up in something cute again. Halloween, let's do it. So I think that's, like it's Instagram. I blame Instagram for everything, good and bad. It's definitely that. You dress up your kid in a cute costume so you can put it on Instagram. Halloween is just another excuse to do that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're into books here, but mostly banning them, not really celebrating them. So I don't know if that's going to work for us. Probably some, some parents going to dress their kids up as like 50 shades of gray or something, and it's going to ruin it for everyone. So is it going to, is it going to get likes on the gram though? That's what I have to ask. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. But, oh, right. What I was saying with Halloween is very, a lot of parents hide their, hide Halloween candy from their children. The children go to sleep. They ferret out the lollies that they want. And then, you know, they put the rest back and then they hide them. So, I don't know. I think this is more common than we think it is. I guess I did ask you hiding snacks mm. from your partner, which is probably why you didn't think of kids. But I just want to say, I don't know, the, the Jimmy Kimmel thing where you pretend that you ate all your kids' Halloween candy and make them cry and then film it, mm. that should be illegal at this you point. You tell me, I was going to say, you tell me your thoughts before I react. Okay. Yes, very bad. Not funny at Very all. bad. <laughs> very bad. The Australian Jim, very, Jimmy Kimmel funny. would never do that. It's no. very, It's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So 51% of people say hiding snacks from your partner is not good. All right. Well, that's that's a narrow win then. Um, Georgia, now it's time for the Is This Good segment where, unfortunately, everything's bad. It's time to pick your poison. So... Here's how I'm going to give you some related options that are all bad. Well, I don't know. In this one, you're going to have to tell me if you think they're bad. And you got to pick your poison. So whichever you consider the least worst option. So, of course, as we all know at this point, you are already on a reality show, specifically a dating reality show. I'd like to know, of these options, pretend you got to go on one. I want you to pick your poison of these reality shows that you will appear on. Okay? And if, if you... If you don't know what these are, if they're American and they're not available in a Australian format, let me know and we will try to explain. All right. First option, naked and afraid. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Know yeah, that okay. one? Yeah. It's in the title. You're naked and you're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. It's a cheap show to film, except they, they blow the whole budget on blurring out people's cock and balls. <laughs> and... They don't have to have a stylist, though, so... 
yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's a good and point. probably in Australia, they don't blur anything, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> We're pretty loose. <laughs> uh, okay, The Voice, mm-hmm. you know, singing show. Mm-hmm. And yep. the Real Housewives of... Do they have those there, by the way? Yeah, we've got Melbourne and a Sydney. Okay, great. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, and then I was trying to come up with... The reason I, I did positives, I was trying to say... Something about New South Wales. Are they both in New South Wales? No, Sydney's in New South Wales. Melbourne is in Victoria. And that's where I live. Okay, great. JD's going to edit this out anyway, so that's fine. All right, so Real Housewives (laughs) of Melbourne, let's just say that. Or Big Brother, which I know is there. Ooh. Yeah, that's So any of these jump out at you as as one you definitely would not want to be on? Naked and Afraid, Naked and voice, afraid. Real Housewives. Absolutely. We'd never be on Naked and Afraid. To be fair, it's not even so much the naked part. Don't want to do that, but the afraid bit. Don't put me in a situation where I'm going to be afraid, especially if you can see my bush. Um, <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> in uh, the bush. That's what I meant. Does it, cha- I meant. does it change, like, let's say, Survivor instead of Naked and Afraid? Or do you, you don't want to do any kind of surviving? You want mm, plumbing? I'm not, I'm not a natural survivor. Like, I kind of give up quite easily. Okay, okay. Not a natural competitor. If something is hard, I'll just go, okay, let that person win. This is hard. (laughs) Um, But the host of Australian Survivor is really attractive, so would be fun to... Hold on, you're saying he's better than Probst? (laughs) You're saying he's better than Probst? Jeff Probst, our guy? I didn't say better than. He's he's absolutely sexier than, 100%. I've seen seen him. Jonathan LaPaglia. Jacked man, like he is—he's—he's he's a sexy guy. He's hot. He's no hot. shade against Jeff Probst; he's great. But yeah, yeah. Well, what are you doing down there? You got the Hemsworths, you got Hugh Jackman, and you got this <laughs> fucking guy whose name you just said. Well, well everyone's yeah. jacked down there, huh? Have you Must seen my nice husband? He's really hot too. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If you yeah, want, send us in a picture. We'll, we'll put up a picture of him right now for the, on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then um, okay, so that's I'll leaving you with the Voice, Real Housewives, Big Brother. Okay, so I immediately want to say Real Housewives of Melbourne, I would like to be able to be on because that means I would be very rich. Mm -hmm. So the idea behind it, I would like to be um, in contention for going on that show. Doesn't mean I would go on it, but I would like to be able to. Also, if you haven't watched Real Housewives of Melbourne, the original seasons are some of the best housewives of all of the franchise. The Melbourne one, the best. Anyway, but I'm not going to go on that because I'm not rich and also not awful and don't like throwing drinks at people. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about that. an edit. That That's a show where you're not, there's no way you're yeah. coming out of it looking good. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no. But like no. lots of like, you know, sponsorships and free clothes and stuff, I guess. Yeah. But they don't need them because they're rich. And Georgia fell down the stairs and didn't drop a single drop of champagne. She's not going to throw it in someone's face. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not wasting it. You've picked yeah. up on that, JD. Very good. Yeah, she's gonna throw throw the champagne. She's gonna she's gonna distract them with throwing the champagne. Then she's gonna slap them right across the face. I mean, there's no way Whoa. that you're getting out of that show without slapping someone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, that's not for me then. That's not for me. Um, as I said, I give up easily. I'm not a fighter. I win all my fights by a hundred. Uh, no, yeah. Oh, I've stuffed that up. Let me just try that again. It's okay, JD. JD will edit my- that out too. <laughs> Yeah, but you won't now, and I'll listen back, and I'll just sound like an idiot. I win <laughs> no. all my fights by a hundred meters. I run away. I wasn't even a good. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, that's good. Gotcha, that's good. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah, gotcha. thanks. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, um, okay, so Big Brother. I've had a, a good friend who's done Big Brother in Australia, yeah. and it essentially ruined her life. If you've listened oh. to Everyone Has an Ex, you'll you'll know the story. Um, she went on there with a girlfriend. Uh, like as in her, her girlfriend was on the outside, they did the big, you know, I'll miss you, I love you, good luck on the show. Um, and she went into the Big Brother house and fell madly head of heels in love with a guy who was in Big Brother as well, cheated on her partner on national TV. On TV. On the show. Came in real out time. afterwards and in real time and everyone absolutely hated her. Um, so is this a friend say, of yours, you said? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Episode... Season one, episode one of Everyone Has an Ex. Listen, that's she's okay. telling the story. But but so as she's doing it live, you're seeing mm. her, your friend, presumably you know her partner, you're seeing her cheat on 
him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what's that, Liz? Yeah. Are you texting and being like, sorry about this, buddy? Well, she so well, she was with a girl beforehand and then she cheated okay. with a guy, which oh. made it even more kind of controversial at the time. Right. Um, and she was on the – this girl, Tully, was on the show for – um, like three months. So this is all happening. And in this time, Talia, her g- girlfriend at home was, had packed up the house, had moved out because she's watching her girlfriend cheating <laughs> yes. on her the wow. whole time. Wow. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So from that experience, I'm going to say no to Big Brother, which leaves yeah. me with the voice, which, I mean, if you picked up earlier, I'm a musical theatre fan. Yeah. I love a good song. I'm, I'm a terrible singer. I can't sing. That doesn't mean I don't sing. Very right, important distinction there. Um, so I suppose I go on The Voice, but I also had an ex-boyfriend on The Voice. So much ex-chat here, but, yeah, an ex-boyfriend of mine was on The Voice. It's, was it Blake brain. Shelton? <laughs> yes, I didn't know you guys would have heard of him. Yeah, yeah we've, we know <laughs> no, Blake. He was, we know Blake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, a boyfriend of mine, um, is so he's got tattoos literally from, like, the whole, his whole neck, so like his jawline down, his entire mm-hmm. body is tattooed, um, but he's a classical and opera singer. So the voice was perfect for him because he uh-huh. went on there and, you know, sang something from Phantom of the Opera and they turn around and he's like kind of this Viking oh, dude. And Ricky Martin was, correct, um, Ricky Martin was a judge that year and he got on Ricky Martin's team and they did like musical, musical songs together. And oh, wow. Anyway, I digress. So you could uh, go on The Voice and do Touch a Touch a Touch Me. Correct. <laughs> and then become best friends with Ricky Martin. It's perfect. <laughs> They'll come in at Millhouse. And then they're, they're, they press the button to turn around their chair and they're like, wow, I can't wait to see this person. It must, it's going to be such a weird contrast. And then they're like, nope, that's kind of what yeah, I expected. But a girl singing a song that looks exactly like she should. <laughs> with no sad backstory. Yeah, I like it I when they're kicked like. Kicked off immediately. It's a fun contrast to see a tattooed, you know, sleeved up guy singing, you know, Phantom of the Opera. That's crazy. But then I like it when they're, the contrast is like, wow, she has an amazing voice, but at the same time, she's old. You know, it's like, well, why can't those two things go together? Exactly. Uh, Shout out to you, Susan Boyle. You you broke the mold. Oh, Subo. My fa- one of my favorite things that's super one of my favorite things that's ever happened on the internet ever is when Susan Boyle had um, she was doing an album party like the the launch of her album and the hashtag they ch- chose was um, Susan album party and when you read that as a hashtag with no space it looked like Sue's anal bum party. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing ever. Favorite thing ever. Uh, You Randy, Randy Australians. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move on here. Uh, Georgia, the internet is full of people trying to tell you how to live your life. It's time to decide if they know what they're talking about in Is This a Good Rule? So in this segment, I find sort of rules that have been cataloged on the internet. We've done uh, some, George Washington had some rules that we discussed. A guy wrote some uh, rules for his unborn son. And today, these rules come from a book called, fittingly, The Rules, Time-Tested Secrets for Capturing the Heart of Mr. Right. This is a, a self-help book, came out in 1995. Have you heard of this book? Yeah, this is, yeah, it's like the kind of the single girl's Bible, right? Well, it's how it's portrayed. I was, yeah, exactly. So I was looking it up online and it said, you know, it came out in like 95, I think. And I was like, okay, that's not that long ago. I mean, I, I remember the mid 90s. And then I read them and I was like, huh, man, it does feel like a long time ago based on these. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to prejudge, but let's see if any of these can be salvaged. Okay. So I, I got a few of the rules here. Just tell me if you think it's a good rule or not and we can get into it. Rule number two of the rules don't talk to a man first. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> the idea um, being you, you got to play hard to get here. You, you can't show him you're interested. 
Well, I mean, I can't comment on this because I was so interested that I made a bunch of producers go and find me eligible men and like, bring me a husband. <laughs> so I can't comment on that. Let's be honest. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a good rule. That's not a good rule. That's, that's just... <laughs> and as you go here, I, I read something on on, um, on Wikipedia, someone commenting about it. And basically they were theorizing that these rules are what um inspired the the pickup artists of the later 90s and early 2000s like the kind of people the that Bonnie wore weird hats and yeah yeah those kind of people because these are basically like hey let's fuck with men or let's like you know use some psychological tricks to get one over on men and then i guess men were like oh well now fuck that now we're gonna be manipulative and i think that was the first time georgia that men were ever manipulative so <laughs> yeah I mean, it's sure. crazy i think you're it's right. crazy how that mm. happened um all right yeah. let's move to yeah, i don't know much four. about history but that sounds right yeah. <laughs> well there was, there was adam and eve and uh all right so <laughs> i like this rule i mean i don't like it but i just i see where they're going here rule number four don't meet him halfway now what they, what they specifically mean is geographical location so in the book it says real men pick women up at their apartments or offices for dates invariably we find that men who insist that their dates meet them halfway or worse on their own turf turn out to be turds (laughs) i kind of want to read this book (laughs) (laughs) did an australian write this that's a very australian sentence i know turn out to be turds um, no, you know what? I like this rule. I'm going to, I'm going to say this is a good rule. I think oh, that yes. I like the idea of some form of courting. Um, I think I'm, I'm old school enough in some of those values to think that, yeah, you should be picked up for a date. Um, but do you really want an, an internet stranger coming to your house? Oh no, not an internet stranger. No. Yeah, no, that's a really good yeah. point. That's a good yeah. point. It was written in 1995. Look, I've just completely yeah. Yeah, that's backtracked that's myself true. into 1995. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, not not today. Yeah. Hey, hey, no, no. Okay. Look, if you think it's a good rule, I mentioned no, pick up, just it. say your address right now. Just say your address right now. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly did We already know we you live in Melbourne. <laughs> you live in Melbourne on a somewhat busy street, okay? Oh, God. So, oh God. I'm going to pull out the street for you and I'll, I'll find it. No, <laughs> And it doesn't um, have Halloween decorations. I've given away too much. Uh, now, I, I did have a, a female friend that that didn't go on a date because she gave some options. Like, okay, like I'm going to be here. We can meet here, here, or here, you know, depending where you are. And then he was like, how about we meet here? And then she found out that here was a bar that was literally next door to his house. So now she's thinking, this guy's going to get a, a, a couple of yellowtails in me. And then try to get me back home. So I think that, I think you don't, I don't know. I think meet him halfway is fine though. I think halfway is fine. I think, yeah. I think, you know what? I've changed my mind completely. I think, okay. I think me, I completely backflipped here. I think, um, don't let them pick you, you up from your house. Cause you're right. More likely, more often than not, you, it, it's going to be, somewhat a stranger don't let them pick you up from your house um and so what if it's near their house you still have the power to say yes to going back there or not if it's a good bar it's a good bar if it's near his house it means he knows yeah i agree and i also in the age of i mean like my most dating period was you know was internet-y so i wasn't really picking up a lot of people like at least on a first date i wouldn't Mm. want the first conversation to be that awkward, like halfway in the car conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's like, we're not sitting down yet, so we're not going to get into it. So now we kind of have to do mm. some car small talk. Yeah. How do you do the kind of like the kiss on the cheek? What do you do when you hop into the car, the awkward lean over? Mm. Yeah. 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 No, okay. I've, I've done a complete backflip. Thank <laughs> you for changing my mind and everything. Meet them halfway. Okay, perfect. Well, let's see what you think of this one. This is an interesting one. Don't accept a Saturday night date after Wednesday. So what they're saying here is after Wednesday, so now we're talking Thursday, Friday, a guy texts you Thursday, says, hey, let's go for dinner on Saturday. According to the rules, you got to say no, because if you don't, that guy is going to know that you don't have very much going on. Hmm. Hmm. I see what you're saying, but 
look at the reverse of that, it means he also doesn't have another date. He's already lined up for Saturday. I'm more, I'd be more concerned if he's like, let's meet next. So on a Thursday, he's saying, let's meet next Saturday. I'm thinking, well, he's got a date with someone else this Saturday then, doesn't he? Or a date just canceled on him. And that's why he's asking you on Thursday for Saturday. Mm. <laughs> it's tough it's tough out oh, there man, i think just go out with just fucking go out with people when they ask you out i mean if you're free you're free don't let's let's not let's i think i think what i'm gonna say is not good is the fact that the book is called the rules i yeah. hate it i hate it stop i know the rules. you can't argue go with on. it because it's called the rules like yeah but they're 1995 rules yeah i have to read the 1950s version Oof. i mean would it be that different than this? Just, no, it wouldn't really be, right? Probably not. Probably not. How great's this, though? My nana, um, she met her husband, so my grandpa. Um, he was her boss in an advertising agency, like full madmen, full madmen mm-hmm. stars, stars, like in the 50s. Um, he asked her out on a date, and she said, no, you're my boss, it's inappropriate, blah, 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 we work together. Um Plus, I'm going on a date with a gentleman tonight anyway. And he said, well, can I, can I, where, where are you meeting him? She said, on the steps of the town hall. He said, well, I'm going to drop you off. I'll drop you off to the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll drop you off to the date. So he dropped her off from their office, dropped her off onto the steps of the town hall, did a block, came back. The guy still wasn't there to pick her up. He got out of the car and he said, no uh, beautiful young woman has to wait for a date get in the car she never saw the other guy again and ended up marrying her boss it's beautiful. wow you got i mean having good uh marriage origin stories runs in the family uh-huh right <laughs> love by name love by nature baby now i will say that your dad pulled a bit of a bs move here which is that he was already there you know what i'm saying we didn't we didn't get to see what he would be like if they said all right it's 7 p.m. at this restaurant. Would he have been late? Like, in this case, he was already there. Yeah, but I don't think it counts. like such a cool, smooth move. Uh, it's like, uh, okay, I know. guess, I guess, now, was that before 1995? Yeah, this is my grandparents. This is like the Oh, this 50s. is your grandparents. Oh, sorry, I yeah. misunderstood. Well, I guess men were manipulative before, uh, you know, the late <laughs> 90s. That's crazy. I mean, I'm learning a lot on this podcast. Um, Suddenly looking at my grandfather very differently. <laughs> yeah. Dirty dog. <laughs> All right, a couple of quick ones here. Don't expect, this is rule 18, don't expect a man to change or try to change him. Well, I mean, in general, that's true. How cliche is it? People being like, I can change the bad guy. I can change him. But that said, I definitely changed my husband. <laughs> I didn't okay. I didn't mean to. I didn't try to. He's always way. been a good guy. The, yeah. the two major ways I changed him is he now um, loves musical theater and loves our cat. Now, had you met him eight years ago, he would say he's two, two of his least favorite things in the world, cats and musicals. Now, I get home from work and he's listening to the Book of Mormon soundtrack on his own without me even here and, like, talking to the cat. And I'm like, don't Jesus. tell me you can't change a man. Don't tell me. Wait till he finds out about Cats the musical. He's got to get real So, um, yeah. I, I I will be, you can't try to change a man, but if he likes you and you like musicals, you can probably get him on board. That's what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, but musicals are great. He probably didn't hear the right musicals beforehand. That's exactly so. what I said. Yeah, exactly he was only listening to Man a la Mancha or some shit. Uh, <laughs> I think that you're right. You can't, you can't change the bad boy or whatever, a guy that doesn't really yeah. want to be with you or a guy that doesn't want to commit. Yeah. You can't change him into... But I think everyone changes. And I think this is a weird thing that people say. People don't change. Like, you wouldn't have a problem with someone saying, like... Um, you know, I just want to. I just want a little bit more from you in these ways. You know, or I just wish you would show up in these ways a little bit more. If that person does that, guess what? That's change. So uh-huh. I don't think it's that weird to ask. Uh, and let's. You don't. We don't have to comment on this one, but this is just a perfect encapsulation of the rules. This is rule thirty-one. 
don't discuss the rules with your therapist. That is an actual rule in the book, okay? Because they know that another person's gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? This, this is what it says in the book. Some therapists will think that the rules are dishonest and manipulative. They will encourage you to be open and vulnerable in your relationship, to talk things out, not to keep your feelings of love or hurt inside. And they're like, and that would be terrible. You're never gonna meet a man that way. So perhaps, <laughs> That uh, is amazing. You they, know what they, they say, signed. the first rule of the rule book, don't talk about the rule book. Mm. Uh, or first rule is there are no rules. Well, Lots of different. It. Less of a Fight Club reference, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right, Georgia, there's only one very quick thing left to do, and that's play Subjective Trivia. <laughs> So subjective trivia, it's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. We're turning the tables a little bit. We've already talked about your experience on reality television. Before you get excited, I have no experience on reality television. <laughs> but today's question is, which reality TV show would I most like to be on? So I've, I've written my wow. answer here on this card. We're trying to get to the same answer. You can consult with JD. Your options are Survivor, Top Chef, Below Deck, or Project Runway. Which of these reality shows would I most like to be on? I mean, I know that you're a Jeff Probst fan, so that's immediately jumping out to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. And as J- we now, JD hosts. W- sorry to interrupt. JD hosts a uh, a Survivor podcast mm-hmm. as well, so we know he loves it. But I'm not on that podcast, so do yeah. I love it? You're not giving me Project Runway vibes. Just gonna put that out there. It's no offense, man. JD, she thinks I don't know how to make it work. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you're wearing a a plain black t-shirt. Come on, man. Okay, it's gray. That's offensive, but yes, please continue. (laughs) It's even worse, actually. Maybe maybe I'm changing my mind. (laughs) He's got a knife and detail, this guy. But I've rolled. I've rolled up the sleeves, so that's. That's what you call style. That's what you call personal Mm. aesthetic. Right now, I definitely don't think Project Runway because you're pushing this one too hard on me. Okay. Um, I will. I'll just George, just so, so you know, his family is in the the fashion industry. He's not. That's <laughs> more reason for him just to made already it sound be way in cooler it. than it is. But thank you. <laughs> well, his dad is Gok Wan. <laughs> <laughs> um, top Chef. Big now, foodie man. Can you please? Can you please tell me your favorite dish? Favorite dish? Huh. <laughs> it's Top Chef. I mean, he's taking so long to come up with his favorite dish of all time. That I know. I wish you'd ask me a genre of food first, but. <laughs> no. No, this a, one's a, out. A what was the third one again, please? Below Deck. Um, I have one question for you. Please answer honestly. Do you get seasick? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm a big baby on the boat. Jeez, wow. here we wow. go. See, what you didn't mention is that my my career outside of my podcast hosting is that I'm a journalist, and I think we've all just realized. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm puking starboard. I'm puking in port. <laughs> Aft, okay, bow. So, JD, look me yeah. in the eye. It's Survivor, isn't it? It's not. I, I, he doesn't like the sun. <laughs> He, he, he never takes us, I know. He never takes us. Well, he, he's got, gotten better, but he never takes his shirt off at the pool. Like, at a pool. Like, he's not going to be on a beach. All right, J.D. Okay, moving along here. We don't need to know. <laughs> just need to know all this information. Well, like, he's not ripped. He's got terrible fashion sense. Can't cook oh, to guy. save himself. What can this guy do? <laughs> No, so really suddenly George cool. is like, wow, this this guy might, in fact, be a big enough piece of shit to have on Everyone Has an X. <laughs> um, no, it's Top Chef. Okay. It's got to be Top Chef. It's, top it's chef. the, only, right. it's the right. only option. Yep. All I'm right. Top Chef. You're correct. <laughs> hey! Hey! Now, I'm giving that one to guest... JD, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, no, you there's... worked with him. That's... Yeah, you we got there it. with the, 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 the below deck. I mean, that was, no one's picked Matt apart like that on subjective mm-hmm. trivia. I didn't know you could interrogate him like that. You know what? Yeah, a, a new right. rule for subjective trivia. If a guest asks me a question, I have to answer it perfectly honestly. 
And now, yes. they can't just yeah, say, is this the answer? But if they ask me a question about it, I have to answer. I like that's a new uh, yeah. wrinkle to it. Um, Georgia, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you if you want people to find you? And again, this would be <laughs> well, a great place to state is. your address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can find me at... Oh, my Instagram is at Georgie A Love. Um, and then you can basically find all my bits and pieces through there. I do lots of writing. Uh, my podcast is at Everyone Has an X. That's on all the podcast platforms that you find it. If you've got a story about a really shitty ex or something big that happened with an ex, you can submit your stories. I'd love to have a chat. Um, Matt, I'm talking to you. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, we're not and- yet done yet. Don't come in yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you find season two of The Australian Bachelorette anywhere, um, there's a clip from it has been doing the rounds on TikTok in Australia because finally that this clip is resurfaced and people finally believe me i had a private performance by Dua Lipa on one oh. of the episodes and it was when she no one knew who she was and this clip has resurfaced now that she's a massive star um so go in there and believe me that i actually met Dua Lipa and she shook my hand and knew my name wow That's and she was uh like was this an early single of hers or was a cover or what was she doing yeah yeah, so um, I can't think of the name of the song. With the very first song that she had out, that had that was out. And she new was, rules? Um, Is it new rules? No, it was way before that. Uh, way no, before. That, I don't go any deeper yeah. than new rules. I'm sorry, Georgia. No, you would. That's about you as would. deep as I go. Um, I've heard that about you. <laughs> and, and of course, um, use use discount code Is This Good Twenty to get twenty percent off uh, sleepwear at uh, GeorgiaElliot.com. Yeah, yeah. Is that correct? Not something like that. I've got to go. My connections are very bad. Uh, all right. Well, just remember, if you have topics, email us at Is This Good at gmail.com. Support the show on Patreon. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks again to Georgia for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Bye.